Woohoo! Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Well, welcome to this week's episode of Some Assembly Required. It's going to be a good one. We have our lead pastor back, uh, Pastor Pat, and we are going back to the start. We are going back to the future. If you mean the past by future, sure. <laughs> but it has everything to do with the future. Oh, you're yeah. getting real deep there. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's very good. So we are uh, we're actually starting a new series, right, Pat? We're looking at a special series this summer. And what is it? What are we if looking at? It is our summer series. We have picked nine Old Testament stories for people to rediscover, or maybe in some cases, to discover, yep. and we're we're looking at the valuable uh, lessons and truths from each of the stories. They're they're all so good. It's it's going to be a great summer. Mm-hmm. What's it called? What's this one called? Long story short. Ah, there we go. I love it. There we go. I'm excited for. Uh, yep. I'm excited too. I got a, a chance to preach on one of them. You so do. Yeah, gonna you're going to be with us in August. That's right. That's yeah. right. Hopefully, I don't blow it. Uh, <laughs> here we go. You won't. So today we are going to uh, be looking specifically at the story of Adam and Eve and what entitles that, right? Like what's that all about? Um, so Pat, for some people out there, I feel like I'm safe to say uh, in this day and age, some people mm-hmm. look at these stories or this story specifically and think maybe it's mythology. Sure. Do you want to walk us through it just a bit? Just give us an understanding of it real quick. Yeah, the, the stories that we have chosen, we we believe in the veracity of scripture. We believe in the veracity of the story. And we believe that Adam and Eve uh, mm-hmm. were real people, that these were real events, mm-hmm. that the ramifications of the decisions made still affect us today. And so, yeah, we feel like this is a great place to start uh, in looking at human and human nature and how basically it really hadn't changed much in umpteen thousand years. Yeah, crazy to think about. That hasn't changed. It hasn't <laughs> we changed. We keep doing the same thing. <laughs> we keep doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, for sure. And maybe that's why Jesus is so radical. He yeah. did something different. He um, did something different. So yeah. So I think you made a point during your sermon, right, that you were talking about how in mythology and stuff, though, even when we cross compare this story to other stories, uh, it stands out. It's fascinating if you if you look at uh, Eastern literature, uh, Middle East literature. Uh, you you won't find a fall. What you'll find mm. is uh, there'll be the story of uh, of uh, mythology. The gods uh, who were angry, evil gods, created man to be evil. Mm-hmm. So really, there was no fall. They just kind of uh, they kind of started low on the list, you know. The and, and so so the word of God is so different because uh, there's this innocence and purity. Uh, that is forsaken and brings a fall spiritually and otherwise to our universe and to these two people and consequently us. Mm. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's really neat. Kind of makes me think of uh, like the underdog story that we love so much. We yeah. like to think of ourselves as underdogs, but yeah. maybe we're the, the villain sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, we're the villain and the underdog at the <laughs> yeah. same time many times. Yeah. Eh? Oh, that's so cool. Um, so... Do you want to, let's just dig right into the story. So who are the characters we got in this story? Yeah, it's interesting. If you look at the characters, you you have God, who Mm -hmm. is uh, the father, the creator of of mankind. Genesis 1 and 2 have taken place where uh, there has been creation, there has been uh, animal life brought to being, there's been, uh, and then mankind 
fashioned from dust. God breathes into man, mm-hmm. and they become a, a sentient being. They become uh, an eternal soul. They become uh, in God's image of, of having emotions and will and being able to um, uh, think through processes and so forth. So, mm-hmm. so different from the animal world that he created. And so we're image bearers of God. Then you, you have Adam and Eve, the, these folks who God uh, creates and puts into a, a caretaking role of all the creation that God's given. What a beautiful job. You talk about a great gig. Yeah. And so um, that was their role. And then you have uh, the serpent, and I think that's where the mythological comes into that people, mm-hmm. you know, snakes don't talk. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the serpent before the fall of mankind looks a whole lot different than the serpent that we hate today. You know, mm-hmm. their their um, forked tongue and crawling on the ground and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so Satan, uh, representative of that, we believe Satan is a real person. We don't believe mm-hmm. that Satan is a mascot of evil. We believe that he is evil, mm-hmm. that he's not a red union underwear and a, you know, a pointed <laughs> tail and a pitchfork, yeah. you know, but that, that he is, the Bible calls him a roaring lion walking mm-hmm. about seeking whom he may devour. Theologians believe, this is interesting, theologians believe that Satan, Lucifer was mm-hmm. his name, a fallen angel, uh, an archangel, that is, he was a um, supervisory angel, and that we believe that he was in charge of worship, actually, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. which fits how he has hated God because he wanted that attention and worship instead of God. Mm-hmm. And so he's the victim of his own con, of his own mind. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I I remember learning once that um, in ancient Hebrew, they would talk about, so in this story, in this context and stuff, they would, in creation alone, they talked about how God is like Elohim, but Elohim of Elohims. And so there's like these, like, even in the Hebrew uh, language and culture of the Bible, they believed in all these characters and all these different parts and how, but there was like... um, a hierarchy of them, right? Mm-hmm. And how, but God in the story is still the top dog. He Elohim. Is, yes. The, Jehovah. Uh, yeah, the top one. Yahweh. And so, Yahweh. Um, even when we look at scripture, this is what I, I learned was that he, um, they believe in Satan. They believe that there are these yes. other angels existing in this time period. And so. Jesus believed it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and there's a talking donkey later on. Yes, there is. <laughs> so, I there mean, if animals, it's not the only animal talking in the Bible. So. <laughs> but um, so let's let's dig into this. I mean, there, the context here is what? It's, it's Adam and Eve. They're in this garden with God. And for those who don't know the story or maybe didn't hear the sermon, they're in the garden with God. And then the serpent shows up and misleads them, right? Says, oh, yeah. And really, it's more than misleading. It It is... It is uh, the he began fighting for Eve's mind. Mm. You see, that's where it all starts. You know, the yeah. mind is the battlefield uh, of what takes place spiritually in our lives and body. Mm. And so, uh, Satan is this. Uh, uh, he, he's this great deceiver. He he's the uh, the crooked used cards used car salesman of all <laughs> salesmen. You like know, Matilda the movie when the dad like yes. puts back the odometer and everything. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and so uh, Satan begins working on our mind. 
and begins to get her to question God's goodness mm. and to question God's character. And and if if Satan can get us to question whether God is good or his character, then man, that's half the battle for yeah. for the devil, right? Yeah. So and that's what happens here. Uh, catches Eve at a time of where she was open to this type of um, thinking, and and so he he just begins taking things out of context. He even just begins lying to her and changing the facts and and. It's just, it's so uncanny how he was able to uh, uh, deceive her and get her to doubt God all in the same moment, it seemed. Mm. And so a lot of that is going on at that very moment. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I think Satan does that today even, you know. Uh, I think that Satan and his minions, if I can say that, are a very highly effective network of evil preying on our broken brokenness and uses yeah. the same kind of tricks. Uh, if we can, if we can doubt God's goodness, He's got us. If mm-hmm. we can doubt God's character, He's got us. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly what happened here. You know, how often does that happen where we live and where we work? You know, we we uh, hey, you got cheated out of that promotion. Where was God then? You know. Mm-hmm. Or oh man, your your husband died, or your your child died, or your grandparents passed away. What kind of God would let that happen? You yeah, know, yeah. And, and so those kind of things are still said today in order to get us to doubt yeah. God's goodness. I feel like that happens a lot too, which is even in our relationships between people. Like I feel like it's so easy for me to question someone's motives, or you know, and oh yeah, you know. Maybe it's even easier than Satan trying to trick me about God, but like yeah. I, I look at someone and I go, "Oh, why did they do that?" Or you know, "Why did they act like this?" Or I question them so quick, and hmm. sometimes I do wonder if it's you know if that's you know if that's just my human nature kicking in, right? I'm sinful. I question people, or if it's maybe it is Satan who's just trying to you know rip apart relationships, right? Well, I I, I do think that our our nature is broken all the way down to the DNA level. Mm you know, the atomic level even. And I do believe that there's a brokenness in us that leaves us susceptible to hearing those kind of things that Mm. would cast dispersion on who God is and his character and that we're just prone to uh, listen to that. We're we're bent toward listening to those kind of Mm. things. And I think that's certainly uh, what was beginning to happen here in this story. Mm. And so... So he, Satan gets her to feel like she's missing out on something. Yeah. She's missing out, you know. In fact, he says, oh, so you can't eat of all these fruit trees? Well, that was a lie. God said, you can have all of these fruit trees except one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that the devil does. He gets us to look at what we shouldn't be doing or mm-hmm. what we can't have instead of what we should be doing and what we're able to enjoy the bounty of God all around us, mm. he makes us focus on what we don't have or what we can't have. Yeah. I, I just think that's so sneaky, but it's it's still effective. It still mm-hmm. works, right? <laughs> it reminds me of when I'm a kid and someone takes the has a ball and I want it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. could have any other toy, but I want the one that they have. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the modern version of that is when we sit down and go through Amazon and looking at mm. all the things that we don't have that we'd like to have instead of going to our closet and looking at what we do have, you know? Yeah. 
that's true. So I, I think yeah. that's one of the most powerful ways that he works. Hmm. You know, the the Bible talks about this. Paul talks about it in Second Corinthians chapter ten. He says in verse four, "For the weapons of our warfare." Wow, that's pretty strong words. Oh yeah. For the weapons of our warfare. That's that spiritual warfare that's going on. Um, that we understand as believers. Um, so the weapons of our warfare, they're not of the flesh. They have divine power to destroy strongholds. And I think, I think Satan really tries to build strongholds of doubt or strongholds of fear or strongholds of shame, mm-hmm. that he tries to build those in our lives because they have such a power over us. But, but Paul goes on to say, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive Mm. to obey Christ. In other words, we can't put our brain in neutral. We can't afford to do that. We must always be thinking. We must always be careful not to let our mind become the battlefield. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And while we're pacifist kind of people, right, in our Anabaptist roots, the reality is, though, is we are at war with an entity, and that is the devil, right? It is a spiritual war. It is a spiritual kingdom Mm -hmm. that we're a part of. And so, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, while we we love peace, we have to realize, though, that there there is one enemy that we should go up against, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're called to go up against him. And that even makes me think, too, about just, you know, we reflect on the teachings of Jesus and how we want to walk them out in a very practical, everyday kind of way. And how he, the way he talks, the, I mean, the parables, his teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, it is such a different sure. way to think. And it yeah. makes me think about how he's able to stand against the devil mm-hmm. in times of temptation because his mind is renewed, right? He is yes. the perfect example of that. That's a powerful passage there in Romans chapter 12, that the renewing of your mind, that's mm-hmm. not a one-time deal. That's a mm-hmm. constant thing, renewing yeah. of your mind. Um, because our mind can get into that rut. It can mm. be captured and a stronghold developed. Mm. And so the renewing of our mind is uh, is found in God, in mm. his word, uh, the teachings of Jesus. Oh, yeah. they're so radical and different. Even right? today. Even Still today. today, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's my favorite verse, and one of the things I love about it too is in a different translation. It says, uh, don't become so ingrained to your culture that you do things without thinking. Yes, and yes. it's just such a great thought, oh, right? Oh, that is a powerful thought. Especially for every day. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about living for Jesus every day, right? Oh, yes. Think about what's going on. So, uh, Pat, do you have a just maybe a final thought for us, maybe a challenge for us this week or something that we could do to put this in practice? Well, I, I think it's important for us as uh, followers of Jesus that, um, that w- we should not f- fear mm-hmm. Satan as much as we should realize greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so I think it's important to cultivate the he that is in us and do less cultivating of he that is in the world. Mm. And uh, and so it takes diligence and work uh, to renew our mind, to be walking as a follower, understanding the teachings of Jesus and, and so forth. But it is in that place that we have victory over mm-hmm. Satan. Uh, the Jesus, uh, the Bible calls us that we're more than conquerors. Yeah. And so I, I think it's an incredible uh, the power that Satan has in this world, but I think we also need to realize the power that Jesus has. And so how important is that for us 
to be able to walk in victory mm-hmm. that Jesus won on the cross, that mm-hmm. that we see the last chapter and uh, Satan uh, will be, uh, here's a great word, vanquished. He will be defeated. Yeah. And so we are blessed. Um, uh, and this story is where it all begins, mm. and we can learn so much from that helps us today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good, so good. I love it. Setting the stage, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. The greatest book in human history. So, oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Pat, for joining us today. Um, for our listeners out there, if you want to connect more, you have comments, questions, or uh, just want to chat a bit about the podcast and what we do here or what we oh, believe, yeah. uh, just send me an email at nolan at waynefleetbic.com. Would love to connect and chat more. Any and... questions they have on this subject, uh, mm-hmm. any of that, we we would love to uh, be able to help people understand even more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got lots to learn, so I'd love to keep the conversation going. Ditto, so, ditto. Um, but we hope you have a great week. We hope that you continue on understanding that you are loved um, by Christ and that uh, in everything you do and everything that you are uh, trying to achieve this week, whatever that might look like, that uh, you are loved and that he is with you uh, in your everyday context. Every day. And uh, I hope that you have a great week. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. Share it with others Mm -hmm. and join us for next time. Uh, God bless you. And just remember, uh, Jesus has this all licked. Just Mm -hmm. follow him. God bless you. We love you.